Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. When we talk to our listeners, whether it be collectors, dealers, or even artists, one topic that comes up from time to time that I think is very important, although even though it isn't really a sexy topic, is art insurance. It's Art insurance is incredibly important. Talk to anyone who's ever experienced damage transporting art um, or just art being damaged in their home and they weren't insured properly, they'll tell you, make that mistake once, you never make that mistake again. It's incredibly important um, to know your policy, to make sure you're not underinsured. On the other hand, make sure you're not overinsured as well. And I think with prices changing so much, especially in the contemporary art market, just you have one auction results, all of a sudden all of those works by that artist have changed in price. Um, you know, it's very important to stay on top of these things and um, to make sure you're insured properly for your art. And, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions, people think that maybe art insurance is expensive. It really isn't. It's incredibly cheap uh, in comparison to the actual amount you spent to acquire your art. So it's a no-brainer. Um, and that's what, you know, as an art advisor myself, I encourage all my clients to get art insurance if they don't have it already. I, you know, many policies include... Uh, insurance for artworks that are in transit to you. Some don't. Um, you know, you save a bunch of money if you get a policy that includes that instead of having to pay for insurance separately every time you're transporting art uh, to and from point A to point B. Um, anyway, so I think it's a very important topic, and it really isn't focused on enough in the art world um, in in art publications. So we wanted to have someone on who's an art insurance specialist who could chat with us about some of the issues surrounding art insurance. So in this episode, we chat with Anne Rappa. She's a senior vice president at Huntington H. Block. It's one of the leading fine art insurance brokers. And we ask her about several different aspects of art insurance. So we hope this episode's informative for you and maybe it prompts you to get insurance if you didn't have it, or maybe it will make you uh, take a closer look at your insurance policy to make sure you're covered in all the right ways. Anyways, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much. Anne, thanks for speaking with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks so much for speaking with us. We wanted to have you on as an expert in art insurance as we think this is a really important topic and one that collectors, galleries, dealers, artists need to focus on. Um, I think, you know, generally people don't know as much as they should about art insurance. I think there are a lot of misconceptions as well. What would you say are some of the biggest misconceptions about art insurance from your experience in the industry? Sure. Well, I think that one of the biggest misconceptions about art insurance is that every every source provides the same product. It's a highly manuscripted insurance policy, which means that the uh, coverage uh, the aspects of coverage and limitation of coverage can vary considerably one resource to another. And typically, there are two different types of insurance policies that are provided. There are broker manuscripted insurance policies, and a broker is the representative of the client. And there are also insurance company manuscripted policies. Those policies are created by the insurance company. When we think of those 
two different insurance policies and who it is that you're satisfying in the creation of those policies, I don't think that it really takes uh, too far of a leap to make the assumption that a company written form is going to protect the insurance company in a way where a, an insurance broker manuscripted form would likely be a broader insurance policy. Uh, and I paint with a, I paint with a broad brush about in saying that, but that tip that hap, that typically is the case. From my experiences speaking with people, I think there's an assumption that most policies are very similar and nearly identical. But I think there are probably certain things that individuals or galleries or whoever is interested in insurance should be looking at to see if these uh, specific things are included or excluded from their plans as. You know, they're going to be covered or not covered for these different types of activities. And if they're performing them often, then they need to make sure they're covered. So what are some of those specific things you would recommend people look for in their plans? Well, you know, within those insurance policies, there could be uh, exclusions for coverage that exist that, uh, you know, that one would say, oh, well, every insurance policy is the same. No, that is not the case. So there could be exclusions that exist in the policy for things like um, if your artwork is given to an art dealer and if that art dealer is at a trade fair, should they insure your property? Yes, they should. But your insurance policy should also be maintained for that situation or for all other situations um, absent what is specifically excluded. And the exclusions themselves can vary a lot. So things like mysterious disappearance or employee infidelity, these could be excluded or included in coverage depending upon which policy product you're buying. Um, uh, uh, Environmental factors could be excluded. And then also, if you're loaning outside of the United States, those museum insurance policies for the uh, uh, exhibition um, and and cultural exchange could be materially different as well and have a host of other exclusions or stipulations or requirements. I guess that what I'm trying to say is that there is a way of flattening this to a really simple level, and that simple solution is to rely upon your, if you are a sophisticated collector and you are consigning to auction houses and consigning to art dealers and having uh, museum loans, your insurance broker is very, very, should be knowledgeable. If it is one of the fine art insurance brokers, uh, we do a pretty good job of reviewing the underlying insurance policies and the loan agreements in order to help in that way. And that's a service that I'm not sure everyone would know about or be concerned about. I think you really hit the nail on the head there. So unless you're an art insurance expert, you should be consulting with a broker if if you already have insurance or if you're thinking about getting insurance because these are brokers are experts when it comes to art insurance and you can tell them about your collection and the different kinds of things you do with it, whether it's museum loans, whether you are a more active collector and can sign things often to either dealers um, or auction houses, and they can advise on the best policy for you. Another interesting area of this that I wanted to ask you about is climate change and how that's had an impact on art insurance. You know, I think anecdotally we see in the news about major cases of art being damaged as a result of um, 
climate change and severe weather. So I'm curious, how is this actually impacting the art insurance base? And are we indeed seeing an uptick uh, in claims as a result of climate change? Um, Yes. Yes, yes, unfortunately we are. But what we're also doing is a whole lot of mitigation um, and advanced planning, which is really what happens in the insurance industry whenever there's a large extent of loss in any way, shape, or form. There's always um, a response to that, which is not only claims payment, but it's also how is it that we can help our clients to prevent this sort of thing again. For example, it could be a simple uh, it could be a simple solution for a specific client or it could be a general plan or helping your client to create a general evacuation plan for artwork in the in advance of a future storm we've had a lot of near misses which is great but because you then learn and allow and provide the education, but do, don't have to experience the financial loss. But we really do try to take and take a view where, um, if that were to happen again, how can we help our clients to be prepared? So this next one is a little bit more of a technical question, but you know, in addition to hosting the podcast, I'm an art advisor and I'm an ISA certified appraiser. And from time to time, my clients will ask me to provide them with an updated appraisal for one or multiple artworks for their collection for insurance purposes. Because, you know, in the contemporary art world, we see prices fluctuating so frequently, um, especially after the auctions, that you can have an auction result. And that can really mean that a um, any collector who owns a work by that artist, their va- the value of that work has now suddenly changed. Um, you know, and it's, of course, very important for people to stay on top of their insurance policies and make sure that they are protected adequately. But what I found really interesting is that in certain cases, collectors will say, yes, can you please provide an appraisal because my insurer requires a new appraisal um, in order to change the uh, value which this artwork is insured. Meanwhile, other people just have blanket policies and don't actually require appraisals at all or very infrequently. So really, how many different standard policies exist out there? Um, And tell us a little bit more about the blanket uh, policy versus um, one that requires these appraisals. And are there certain benefits to some over the others? Well, there are really, for, for collectors, there are two standard policies. One is a scheduled insurance policy, which is a great product because, and for, especially so for some, because there are individuals who like to know this is the dollar value that I will receive in the event of a loss. Now that dollar value is a pre is an agreed value, so it's a pre-arrangement of what the value would be and is a guarantee in the event of a claim. That's based on an appraisal. So it's a, that's a very simple formula. Collection data in, and that has to be from a credentialed appraiser. And um, then the insurance policy comes out, and there's a list that uh, identifies all of the artworks with the corresponding value. There's another insurance policy, which is a blanket insurance policy product. And that covers not doesn't tie to specific artworks, it ties to a limit of insurance. Now, the limit of insurance and the insurance policy still have to go through the underwriting process. And so there is a requirement still for underwriting data like an appraisal to be supplied for that policy to be able to be quoted. But 
at the end of the day, what you will have is a limit of insurance of let's make an, up a number of maybe $2 million, and there could be other objects uh, that relate to that, to, to, to total that $2 million. In the event of a claim, however, the, the basis of valuation would be current market value, and the onus of proof of that value at the point in time of a claim would be on the insured to then supply the appraisal data. So you can kind of think of it as appraisals function in the claims process for a scheduled policy to be the upfront source of information, or for a blanket policy, the back-end source of information because you'll only have to provide that uh, data in the event of a claim. Now, you can modify the insurance policy for a blanket policy to be scheduled value, meaning an appraisal on file, or current market value, whichever is greater. That's a modification that your broker would suggest, and um, that does benefit because in the event of escalation of values, you would benefit from the, like that inflation. It's almost It acts almost as an inflation guard for individual objects. But you still would be ma um, have that maximum total limit of insurance. Um, and you still would, in the event of a claim, need to provide data to support your claim. And, and value data is, there, is critical to the claims process. If we take a look at the contemporary art market now, we have art fairs that are occurring regularly and prices f are reported from those sales very often. And then we have the auctions that are occurring more frequently. There aren't just the main auction houses. We have online auction houses. We have second-tier auction houses. So we're really seeing pricing for a lot of artists occurring frequently. And so I think what that's translated to is um, people being more up-to-date um, on what things are worth in their collections. And, you know, you have that force, and then also you have just the strength of the contemporary art market lately. And what that's led to is just substantial increases in prices and values for um, different artists. And I'm interested in your advice that you might give uh, collectors regarding really just the way the op art market operates and how to make sure they're insured properly. So, you know, I'm referring to all these events like art fairs and art auctions occurring so regularly and prices changing so frequently. As a result, you, I imagine you have clients that are often over underinsured. How do you make sure that doesn't happen? What kind of advice would you give to collectors who want to make sure they're adequately insured um, at all times or at most times in this art market that's uh, where prices are changing so frequently? My core client base are larger larger collectors who have a, you know, a lot of objects. And they know what their objects are, they know where their objects are, and those objects are very clearly documented, and they all have been appraised. Uh, we have, they have that uh, all uh, tidy. Now, when I'd, if you're on a blanket insurance policy, that escalation of values um, doesn't really uh, need to be uh, very closely monitored for insurance purposes. It's the total value of the collection that does. And so one can buy a little bit of padding, a higher limit than their total value of the collection in order to account for future. That's typically not 
what occurs, to be honest, but it is possible to do. There is a way of transferring risk to multiple locations in order to be able to have an insurance policy that covers for the highest, the one location with the highest concentration of value. So if you think that you, so if you have three residences and you have 20 million exposed in one place, 10 in another where there's a large geographic uh, spread between those two locations and there cannot be uh, any one event that can simultaneously impact those two locations, and then you have a third, maybe a warehouse in another location, then what you would do if you would buy to the highest value, which let's say is the 20, and that may for some people work. Other people have an appraiser on a retainer to help them. It's, it's really with, with um, the insertion of technology, reappraisal of objects is just so easy these days. And have, when you have a modern and contemporary collection that, uh, of artists that you know are really skyrocketing, it's a good idea to have either an art advisor or an, a relationship with an appraiser so that they can then reassess your values for you insurance brokers don't really help with that. We just make the suggestion that everyone engage with appropriate professionals who can help them. And a, a lot of the uh, collectors who um, we represent are not doing, looking at their collection and the associated values very closely on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, they're doing other things. This is just not what they do for a living. And so, um, we do make recommendation that they engage with people who can help them to help them to manage the day-to-day -day. value that um, with the escalation of values, this is really something that uh, a collector should focus on, I think. And thanks so much for coming out on the podcast and answering some of our questions regarding art insurance. I think art insurance is very important. It should be on collectors' minds. They value and really treasure the artworks in their collection, so it's very important to protect these investments and these artworks. If our listeners have any questions, they want to follow up with you regarding art insurance, what's the best way for them to reach out? Email. Um, I can be reached at Anne, A-N-N-E, dot Rappa, R-A-P-P-A, at HuntingtonTBlock.com. Perfect. Thanks so much again, Anne. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Adam. Have a great day.